yeah, gosh, this is awesome. I'm like getting excited. Great conversation to me is like good sex. It just, I just want to do it five times a day. Only five? (laughs) The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiot Radio Podcast. Well, you seem to be back once again. This is the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast with your hosts, Tony Dufresne, that's myself, and the wonderful Lexi Rodriguez. Hey, Lex. What up? Hope things are well out there in Diego, and uh, things are good here, except it's already air conditioning weather, but I don't want to get into that (laughs) because we have too much to talk about. This is information and inspiration for the millennial generation. For you up-and-comers, we want you guys to kick some ass, and that's why we're here to help out. So this week... We want to talk about how to effectively communicate with different personality types. And this is a this is a fun one for me because I've been a big fan of personality matrix and descript descriptions and characteristics and all that fun stuff for a really long time. And I actually or customize my coaching with my client based upon what I know about them and how and how I deal with things because that's really the most effective way you can communicate is knowing where you're at. And then figuring out where the other person's at, then you know what they can hear and what they can't hear and what works for them and what doesn't. So I found this article. It's called, uh, it's from uh, WeForm. It's called The 10 Skills You Need to Strive in the Fourth Industrial Revolution, which is basically in the next 10 years. They said in 2020, there's a number of jobs, uh, job skills that are going to be absolutely positively necessary for all the millennials out there and it's complex problem solving, critical thinking and stuff. There's also people management and coordinating with others and emotional intelligence and judgment and decision making and negotiation and cognitive flexibility. In every single one of those, which is what, eight out of the 10, you need solid communication skills. Going forward, those are the most essential things you're going to need. And that's why I think today is a really important thing to talk about. Now, there's a number of different ways that we can structure the personality types. And if you go online, a lot of different books that have been out there in terms of classifying different personalities. I am pretty old school when it comes to this. And I started with the behavior matrix a really long time ago when I first started studying through psychology and stuff. And with that, it's a quadrant. It's called the personality quadrant. So there's four of them. And there's, I'm going to name them off. There's the controller, the promoter, the supporter, and the analyzer. There's a really good page at Virginia Tech because they actually have an online course in personality differences, and it shows the primary characteristics of each group of these, and it's great because it's bullet-pointed, and it gets right to the point. So I'm going to throw out some of these. Are you ready? Okay, so wait, really quick. Controller, supporter. Promoter. Promoter. And analyzer. An analyzer. Okay, cool. Right. So the controller is really, I actually learned it initially as the leader. So the controller, they're a task accomplisher, bottom line results, self-motivated, forward-looking, fast decision maker, initiates activities, they're disciplined, and they like to control others, obviously, being the controller. And it's good to know these things, and and it's good to know um, like the logic behind these labels, because good or bad if this is you, this is you. And you're going to have to understand like when you put your communication styles 
into the mix with another person of a different style, it's going to make some weird shit. So pay attention because this is going to teach you kind of how to react to another style as well as yours if yours is negative Lee affecting your life. Absolutely. Yeah. And and, and so it's a lot of a self-evaluation too. And and as a side note, uh, we're going to name off these four things and more than likely you're going to hear, so it's like astrology, you know, more than likely you're going to hear certain characteristics in yourself in a number of these maybe, but there's a really, really, really good chance that you're going to lean more towards one than the other three. Usually, right, and that's a usually big thing. that's the case, and and a lot of times the funny part about it is when you go through big group uh, therapy sessions, or when I do this with big groups, people are very reluctant to go into the group that they're actually they actually should be in because they oh, don't really? want, because they don't want to be the analyzer, they want to be the party goer, promoter person, but they're really not. Yeah. But they but they want to so badly. So and we they, know we so talk they, a lot about like. Your thoughts are things and you can create your own reality, but you are the biological makeup of these things and your brain is programmed the way your brain is programmed as an individual. So don't try to switch your shit up. This is who you are. It is what it is. And it's, let's and it's learn fun, it, how right. to ride the ride. It, it's just really important to be super honest with yourself in terms of who you are versus who you want to be. Huge, huge, huge difference. Because who you want to be, fine, you can be that, but we're trying to get you set in a baseline foundation, put yourself on a solid ground to start with. And that's who you are right now. You're not the, you're not the lampshade on the head party person. You're the one that's making sure that everybody's fed and everybody gets an Uber ride home. You know, if that's the case, then you, you have to own that because you can't go forward in terms of effective communication unless you do that first. So I talked about the controller. Now let's go to the, to the supporter. Now the supporter is the one that's more emotional. It's like it's a person that's very, very supportive. They're dedicated and committed. They're a loyal team member. They're a good listener. They're patient, good at reconciling factions, which means they're good at being that middleman, bringing two people together making sure that everything's cool in the room. Mm-hmm. They're cause-oriented. They're dependable. Those are the supporters. Then you have the analyzer. Of course, analyzer, obviously, what is that? That's the number counter, the bean counter, the person that's all about linear and facts. They're objective. They're conscientious. They, it defi- they like definitions. They like to mm-hmm. clarify things. They're concerned with accuracy. Yeah, totally. They gathers needed data information. They love numbers. They love data. Test the data. They love testing the data. And they maintain the standards. These are the people that you want to make sure that everybody follows the rules. Or, yeah. or you want the, these people to do your taxes for you. This is an analyzer. And then last but not least, do you, do you have something you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> all these people just seem so boring well 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 yeah that's why that's why i'm, I'm getting like to, ew uh, okay. i would not want to have a drink with any of for the, these okay, fucking people for the record i'm exhausted okay this already. is this is why though lex and i actually set you up for this for the record because yeah because lex doesn't see my notes I, <laughs> I i i purposely kept them from her this time for the record i saved the last one for a reason the last one is because we're both promoters yeah so here's a promoter the promoter is the rah-rah person. They're the high energy, enjoyable to be around, creative imagination. They initiate relationships. They're motivating. They have a competitive spirit. They're goal-oriented. Shot, 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 shot. <laughs> Just kidding. They're buying you birthday shots, right? 
they're the ones that 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 come home and and your your roommate and they come home and they say, "Hey, we're going to Vegas for the weekend. Pack your day bag." You know that cool. that's that's the promoter, and that's you and I. Uh, although we do have stuff in other ones, but, but we're both along those lines. And promoters yeah. are more, I, I should say, a little more spiritually based with the supporter, but we're more dimensional than we are linear. So that's one of those things. So I wanted to throw this out real quick to people who might not know what they are or haven't gone through a test. And there's a super easy way that you can figure out where you sit in this personality thing. And it's called the Myers-Briggs or the Young Topology Test. And it's actually online, and you can find it at uh, humanmetrics.com. And humanmetrics, and I have the I have the link in the show notes. But that's a super easy way. Now, you can also get it by uh, there's a book called by Kersey and Bates called Please Understand Me, and which is actually the first time I took the test. I did it through the book, and it's a little more involved, and you get better explanations in the book than you do online. And it's five bucks used. Five bucks. And it's like 80 questions and you take it. And what it spits out is it spits out a four-letter term for who you are. It starts off either extrovert or introvert. Then it goes to feelings or right. or intuitive. So mine happens to be ENTP. So it's extroverted, intuitive, thinking, perceiving. But if you go on there, it'll explain to you exactly how they kind of mesh that up. And the one thing I have to say, just like we said a, a few seconds earlier, be honest with who you are now not who you want to be. One of the right. questions I think is, are you the one that's the one who initiates talking at a party? And if you're not, if you want to be, that's great. But if you're not, don't answer yes. Be honest because you need to know where you are now and then you can then you can change. So right. I want to throw that out. So that's the Kersey and Bates, please understand me, or you can go online to Human Metrics and take the Myers-Briggs test. Now, that takes me into how to communicate with the other personalities, and that's where I want to bring you in, and, our, and we're going to go back and forth in regards to this, because now that, let's say, we know who we are, and you guys know who you are, and now you're coming up again, let's say you're a promoter, because obviously we are, so it makes it easy for me to... I don't like the word promoter. I feel like I'm standing outside a club with like well, but that's... naked booty girls on these cards. <laughs> I like the I'm fact like, where you're, hey. you're, you're shaking the cards like those Vegas people. <laughs> You, yeah, you that's what snap, I think you of. Snapping the cards, like yeah, but those um, are. There's a another um, term, I guess. It's like a pioneer, or maybe like a connector. I guess you could call it. Right. It's the it's um, the connector in the other. It's in the, the people just with thing. the more dominant personality that are going to take control of the situation because. And you know what I've learned in life is like a lot of times it's become exhausting for me as I've gotten older, but people have always wanted me to like take control. They've looked at me like, oh, what are, what are we doing next? What are we doing next? And I think that's kind of forced me into introversion because I like, I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't want to do anything. I'm like sitting here with my eyes down because I hate when people just look at you like, what are we going to do? Where to next? Send me the itinerary. It's like, no. Yeah, but see, that's a great promoter because a promoter rah-rahs the fact that you want to go out and do something and gets people all fired up. But then when people say, where do you want to go? Then you're like, I don't know. Or uh, who yeah. cares? Or I just don't ask me that question. That's when the controller comes in and they're the ones that, <laughs> then they're the ones that make the decision. But the promoter's the one just getting everybody fired up. So as an example, yeah. just as an example, because there, and I'm going to put this up in the show notes, and this came from the Virginia Tech class, which is a great way to boil everything down and make it super simple to follow. 
what it does is it puts it in as if you're a if you're a promoter and you're dealing with a controller, this is how you have to communicate with them to get our point across. We need to back up ideas and enthusiasm with, with results. We need to keep our agreements with them. We need to let them choose because they're the controller and that needs in, in, intuitively they need to know that they have chosen even though they did, didn't. Maybe. They all, you also have to demonstrate workability of your ideas. So your crazy pie-in-the-sky ideas, you have to demonstrate the fact that they can actually be applicable or they can actually work. Totally. But that's that's what we're talking about. The fact is, is that you can't go into every situation as a promoter. I can't go into a situation and just start doing riffing my own stuff and throwing out my crazy ideas and this and that and all that stuff and expect a controller or a whole group of controllers or a whole group of analyzers to follow me initially when you when you talk to people it's all about building trust because nobody is going to listen to you or give you any time genuine time if they don't have or want to give you some level of trust or if they don't trust the things that they've heard you say or the actions that they've seen you do that and if this person is smart enough to quietly watch from a corner before they want to bring you into this cool top secret business plan, um, that's real. So you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, like, because it shows these, a lack of integrity if you're if you're not if you're not put you know putting it out or following right. up what you're putting out. Yeah. So these relationships are built off of trust first and foremost. They're also um, built off of awareness and kind of embracing the person's individuality because if you don't do that and you just kind of come at them hard in your communication style you're gonna throw them off and it's gonna like fuck up what they got going neurologically and then they're not even gonna be able to be themselves so then this whole interaction was just a waste because both of you are like reading each other wrong and you're creating this self that is false because you think that this person needs you to be that way when really you're just reading that person wrong and you could have just been your fucking self. Right, and you're overthinking the room. And that happens a lot with millennials. I found that one of the greatest errors that millennials do in terms of through my mentoring is the fact that you guys overthink shit all the time. You're always overthinking stuff. But this is the way to just set things up so they flow naturally it doesn't mean don't be yourself it doesn't mean if you're a if you're a supporter don't be a supporter it just means that when you initially go into a conversation or if you're at your job or with a somebody that you maybe want to start a relationship with then it's about doing your initial introduction asking some questions getting them to open up a little bit and the that that's the trust part that's why that needs to be set first once you do that, you're going to get a really good idea based upon the words they use, the attenuation, the tempo, how they talk, how they relate to you. Do they relate on an emotional level? Do they relate on a purely cognitive level? Those will give you really, really good ideas in terms of where they come from. And that is the, that's the point of active listening. You have to be able to active listen and listen how they do stuff, listen how they say stuff, listen how they react to you. That will give you the ability to understand where they're coming from and then you can meet them in the middle by asking them questions. If if the supporter's talking to you, then you ask them a question that's more emotionally based. And no, then that'll sure. get them to open up. And it, it comes down to the three things that um, it entails is voice tones, your words, and physiology. 
So basically like those things, if you can be aware of that and how you, how you scream those things as an individual, you're going to be fine. You have to be able to be aware of body language and, and if someone's it, cause it doesn't matter. Someone could be saying, yeah, let's do this business deal. I want to work with you. Here's a contract, but say their body language is like curled up and kind of eerie. They're not down with that. Another example is they could be totally open body wise, but their tone sucks. It's like, it all has to match up. And then kind of just going back to trust is building a rapport first and foremost with anyone you have a relationship, even if it's just a little baby rapport, like nothing too serious. There's no money involved. It's just very basic. Like if I'm going to communicate with you, I'm going to be myself and I want you to be yourself. Like sign here. Let's do this. You know, you have to create crucial awareness. Right. Totally. I just, I just crucial awareness coaching. You can't communicate. Like I wouldn't communicate with Tony the same way I would communicate with a new client, maybe my boss, a potential boyfriend, you know, like that's four different people. And, and you're going to get those, those four people are going to get four different communication styles from me. That brings up a great extra thing that we're that we need to talk about it's another layer on this kind of stuff because even though you might be a an analyzer and you're talking to you figure out this person's supporter yeah but what's your relationship or possible relationship is it a are is that your boss is this somebody that you maybe want to date is it every context is different now too right because it's 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 not just about knowing kind of what their personality is it's also about what's the situation that you're dealing with totally are you trying to convince them because you're trying to sell them something? Yeah. Are you now what now in regards to relationships because we talked about that a little bit earlier before the show began. Do you have any particular instances where you have relationship things where it's kind of one off the wayside and stuff? And this is why just to not to interrupt, this is why texting blows. Yeah. Just just to let you know, totally. this is exactly the reason why texting Stupid. blows, especially when it comes to relationships, because all the context is stripped away from texting. And if the person is a supporter and you're a controller, you would say one thing being very pragmatic or being maybe being very cognitive and they're going to take it emotionally. And that's yeah, why and that's why texting blows from a standpoint of being a really good communication tool. It sounds like we're kind of going back in time a little bit is how I would describe it. Um, because millennials are very innovative. I mean, there are people charging tons and tons of money for therapy sessions through Skype and even get this through, um, like Google Hangouts, which is messaging. I mean, it's also video, but some people, and I've been reading about this and it's very fascinating. Some people would rather have a therapy or a coaching, um, or a, a psychiatry session through, fucking text and words yeah, it's and safer, when i got yeah. this exactly but yeah. you're not going to evolve in a safe place no that's just it so that's and yeah. that was my main thought when i read about this is like communicating um a very in a very old school style making eye contact feeling energy listening to tone reading body language that's all shit that was written hundreds and hundreds of years ago in a with a feather and some fucking ink. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's paying attention to, yes, the evolution of who you are on the inside and what we've learned since then, but keeping those same morals as if I'm going to talk to you and I, if I'm going to ask a girl on a date, 
or a guy, it's not going to be through a text message. It's like that should be total known fact, but it's not. Well, no, it's because it's it's becoming more and more accepted. Right. So I guess right here, right now, here right now, we're telling you guys that that's not acceptable. Well, if you want to be a good communicator, <laughs> if you want to be a good communicator, you got to go back to the old school style of like feeling and doing and being um, very personable as opposed to hiding behind behind all the logic that we're giving you the information that we're giving you yeah okay cool but don't use that as a crutch to be like well i'm an analyzer so i'm just gonna keep it quiet in this conversation no there there have been a number of articles recently or relatively recently the past two or three years regarding millennials and their should should we say they're the the soft side or the 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 parts that really haven't been developed or the are the parts that they really want to develop and the number one Uh thing that comes out in every single article is communication skills Every single time. And it's because you guys have been brought up with the alternative of using text and being more distant. It listen, sometimes the hard stuff or the the right stuff is the hard stuff. And the hard thing to do is to go eye to eye with people and to confront people and to maybe deliver news to somebody that you know that they're not going to be happy with. It just, it kind of is what it is. And if you want to develop and if you want to succeed in this life, you will not succeed in this life. You will not find your passion and be able to manifest that in the most highest elevated state you possibly want to unless you learn how to communicate one-on-one with somebody. You have to be able to do that. You will not be able to text your way through a successful life. You will not be able to do and that. And you have to be aware of um, the way you're communicating and the way you're they're taking it. So I have a few things. Kind of a, like a formula for a, an easy formula if you guys just want to remember these five words on how to communicate effectively. When you're in a interactive relationship, you need to receive and you're on the receiving end. You need to receive what this person is saying in all aspects of communication, tone, body language, and physiology. You need to understand it. You need to react because they're going to be like, hello, are you fucking listening? You're not reacting. Yes, you need to react. You need to embrace your feelings at that moment, your reactional feelings, embrace them before you react. And then you need to be like be a third person or a fly on the wall in your conversation because if you're mentally streaming that conversation that you just had that you may have been a little confused about um i do it all the fucking time you're going to be able to react even more appropriately the next time you have a conversation with this person. So it's like when you meet someone and you have your first interaction with them, it might be awkward. It might be weird. You might be just getting more comfortable, getting more comfortable. Remember that feeling because it's going to be useful. It's like you're programming your mind for these certain individuals. It's like there's a file cabinet in your mind. Oh, I'm going to talk to Tony today. Let me bust out my Tony file cabinet and let's make this interaction the most successful it can be. And the only way you're going to be able to open yourself up to that is if you understand yourself first. And that's, and that's why we constantly harp on the fact that it's all about introspection and understanding because you've got to get your out, yourself out of the way first. I mean, what happens when you talk to somebody and you're totally overwhelmed? Let's say when you're younger and you have developed some social skills and you, and you talk to some older person or person that you really respect, the whole time you're bumbling, stumbling, you sound like a fucking idiot. And you're not listening because you're, you're not thinking about what you're going to say. You're to think of, all you're thinking of in your head, all your <laughs> narrative, you know, that narrative that runs in your head, that, that yeah. movie loop that runs in your head is, oh, I hope I don't look like an idiot. I hope I don't sound like an idiot. Oh my yeah. God. Oh my God. Oh my God. God. And, this, and the entire time, the, the, the person's going, 
I wish I had the last 30 seconds of my life back because this this person that's come up to me, I'm sure that their intentions are good, but their communication skills are terrible because they can't get out of their own way. Yeah. But I wanted to make a point. Uh, I wanted to to note something that you said, and it's about uh, active listening is what you you were indicating. And the reaction that comes from active listening is is not a reaction in terms of your own emotional reaction to what the person is saying. It's an affirmation to the person that you are actively listening. Right. And it's and it, what that's called is, it's called an emotional contagion. And what emotional contagion, which is super powerful, if you want to look up something that is going to give you immediate connection from a rapport basis to anybody, look up what emotional contagion is. I'll just let you do that. I mean, we could talk about that for, that could be a whole show in and of itself. But when you're in that position and you're trying to mirror back what the, what the person is, is saying or how they're acting and stuff, that's what that whole thing about affirming the fact that you're actually there and you're listening and you're absorbing everything that they have to say. Right. Because Very the conversation important. like that is, I think happens seldomly, but it shouldn't. You should have conversations like, right. And that's the point of the show is you should have conversations and interactions like that on a daily basis with everybody, with your work relationships, with your significant other, with your friendships, and even with strangers. So this is um, something that I come across often is a stranger at a coffee shop or a stranger grabbing lunch is if you can communicate effectively and to the point with that person, you're going to feel solid about this interaction with someone who you don't even know, but you're going to get something out of it. You're going to, that person is going to appreciate you. I can't tell you how much I appreciate a good, solid interaction with a stranger that knows nothing about me, but they know the art of interacting and they know straight to the point eye contact, speak up, you know, the bass in your voice has to be a certain tone. If I'm behind five people at a coffee shop, but I can make eye contact with the barista and she knows what I want because I'm just going to say black, straight, whatever. She's going to give it to me and the people around me that are like, Hey, excuse me. Hey, excuse me. Um, ma'am, ma'am, I'm going to be out of there before they even get their fifth ma'am out because I know how to interact and get to the point of success. You know, I've thought about a few times is It sounds bad, a little evil. It's not. I don't mean it this way. But the art of manipulation is something that has always got me very far and has kind of, I have not, is manipulation a negative word? It it can or can't be. How are you using it? Okay, I'm not using it as as a negative. But I think that some people hear manipulation and they think like, you bitch. But that's not what I'm saying. Well, some, but manipulation can be either. So this is the way I describe it is to be in, or being able to manipulate my way through the knowledge I've took in just in life and with my interactions, I have had the most gnarly interactions in my life um, from I was when I was little to went to now. And this is why I've created a business um, based on being aware of who you are and the way you interact with people to get you what you want in life. And, and basically being aware of your thoughts and the way you even interact with yourself to get what you want in life. There is a certain art to manipulate the way you think to think a different way and you get all up in your brain and you twist and turn these chords and then all of a sudden it's magic. And I think that the art of manipulation and the art of reading a negative m- way of manipulation is going to get you even farther than just knowing how to communicate 
to yeah, your, your yeah. best abilities. Well, because what you're talking about is you're talking about manipulating your your negative ego patterns that have been set in stone for so long and have gotten you to the point where you don't want to be where you're at. Those totally. are those are the patterns that you more than likely you really didn't even create on your own. You kind of uh, absorb from other people around you most of the time from your parents and then those are the things that, that create that knee-jerk reaction to get you somewhere the manipulation you're talking about is really your true self voice right. and it's in that it's the true self well, voice think- and it's the cognitive interruption it's the pattern interrupt of those ego programs to say hold on a second I do not want to think this way. This narrative loop in my head that's going on about me not being good enough or me or my opinion not mattering is not the case and it's not reality. And well, I'm, I'm going to manipulate and I'm gonna, it and I'm to gonna sound manipulate positive. that. I'm going to yeah, because I'm going manip- to manipulate that to negate that negative to empower myself to be the best person I possibly can be and to create some level of expansion in my life. That's exactly what that manipulation is in a positive aspect. Right. And situations and jobs. It's like, and things and opportunities. If you can crawl through life and know where to put certain pieces in so that it'll positive, positively affect your life and benefit your life. I think that that's beautiful. But to get to that point, you have to know how to communicate and you have to know your communication styles because then you'll you'll know which route to take best, you know? Well, you can. And it's the thing is, is that if you if you don't know and if, if you get if you trip yourself up or you get in your own way or you let your ego talk for you, I guarantee you people that do know about communication and people that do know how to listen to somebody is going to see right through your shit in two seconds. Exactly. And, it, and you're not going to get anywhere with any of that stuff. Now, you may right. fool some of the people some of the time. But when it comes right down to it, the people that know how to look for it, know how to actively listen and have some level of introspection and understand what all of this is all about, they're going to see right through you. I see right through people like you would not believe. Exactly. And that's why that's also an art. Being able to read a negatively manipulative person is amazing. You'll weed through the jerks when you're dating. You'll weed through the gold diggers if if you're dating fucking gold digger. And you'll weed through bosses that fucking suck you'll weed through business partners that you don't want to work with you know and that's why it is such an art is like Mm -hmm. if you can manipulate life to create a positive outcome it's like wait what did you just say but it's it's also entails reading a manipulative bullshit liar yeah that's why if you can be aware of that then you're golden i mean how valuable a tool is that seriously yeah oh it's huge it's and it all comes down to Two things. It comes down to level of, level of introspection in yourself and then the art of communication in regards to active listening and then communicating based upon how you know yourself and how you know the other person or where they're at. When I come across a millennial that has communication skills and that's able to sit there and go eye to eye and have a great discussion and create some level of, of basic rapport, uh, mad respect for that because totally. because I deal with so many people that come in and uh, don't have that and haven't yeah. developed and have not developed that yet and they're they're coming in wondering why they haven't been promoted or they're wondering why totally. why they haven't done well on their in their interview process and I, I it, and in ten seconds I can tell them exactly why oh and it's the baseline of our program it's the baseline of our work and it's it's just the it's what I work with. With my clients, it's like if, a, if someone comes in to work with me and they they're good on that, I'm like, all right, we're about to we're about to get this shit going. You're gonna be popping in six months. You know what I mean? But if a client comes in and I can tell they just need a lot of help 
um, with their communication styles. I'm down and I got your back for sure. But that's when I'm like, oh, of course, this is honestly, you probably don't even need me other than to help you with your communication styles. Because once you get this shit together, it all connects because you know who you are, you know who you want to interact with, you know who you get something from, it all connects. So once you learn how to communicate and you understand who you are as an individual and what style you work with best, you'll be totally cool. And and to piggyback on that and to wrap this up, all I want to say is, and I know you'll agree with me, if you're an introvert, you can be just as an effective communicator. If you're an introvert, than if you were an extrovert, it doesn't matter. There is just, you don't have to be loud. You can, you just need to be effective and there's a way to do it. Yeah. Gosh, this is awesome. I'm like getting excited. Great conversation to me is like good sex. It just, I just want to do it five times a day. Only five. (laughs) Well, I mean, it is exhausted. Like, I'm kind of exhausted. We just had a great conversation. I'm a little exhausted. I could probably only do that four more times today. (laughs) So go have a cigarette and a scotch and then, you know, be back in 20 minutes. All right, everybody. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you have any questions or comments, you can always get a hold of me at javabud.com or you can get a hold of Lexi at crucialawareness.com. And all we're going to have the show notes up. It's going to have all the stuff that I talked to you about, about Virginia Tech and the Myers-Briggs and the Kersey Bates. Do me a favor. Do Lex a favor. Go take the test. It's super easy. It's going to take you 20 minutes and it'll give you kind of an idea. It's not going to classify you as a, you know, one thing or the other, but it's going to give you a really good idea of where your strengths and your weaknesses are in regards to how you hear things and how you speak to things. And that'll give you a great way to start in regards to understanding other people and other different kind of personalities. So remember, you can go to javabud.com. Uh, the, the podcast is up there. There's blogs up there. The videos up there, all that fun stuff. And then Lex, what about you? Lexi Marie Rodriguez on Instagram, Lexi Marie Rodriguez on Facebook. Hit me up at Lexi at CrucialAwareness.com. Working on a website right now. A lot harder than I thought <laughs> it would be. Isn't so that I have always the more... case in this whole <laughs> know, online right? world? It's an, an unbelievable. Um, well, you know what? The curveball is the podcast. So we'll, we'll be streaming live from my website, which will be dope. Um, but there's so many podcast platforms. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Um, rate and review us. Please share us. We just want to spread the word and we just want to help people out. I mean, it's what it's all about is if you're going to go out into the world and do your thing, you might as well benefit the next guy. And so that's what we're here for. Well, that's why well, that's why we do what we do. That's the only reason why we're doing this. It's not like we're getting paid a ton of money. We're doing this because we want to help. Period. That's it. Right. Right. All right, guys. Uh, have a good week and we'll uh, talk to you next week. Peace out.